Assalamualaikum. Hello everyone. Welcome to Kena Informative Talk with Lerato and Julie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good and you? I'm good, good. What are we talking about today? Well, today another lovely subject which I love digging into is executive functioning disorder or executive dysfunction. So what that basically is, it's not a diagnosis, but it is a symptom linked to a diagnosis or a neurological issue, like ADHD, for instance. Uh, that's one of the things that they struggle with. And what this is, is it disrupts the brain from or the ability of the brain to control uh, thoughts, emotions, and even behavior. So it's actually interesting that research shows that the part of the brain that is responsible for this and is also the last part of the brain that develops is the prefrontal cortex. Mm. So according to research, it shows that, yeah, that's the last part of the brain that develops. Mm. And usually with uh, people with ADHD or this executive functioning disorder, it takes 30%, it's 30% more delayed yeah. in development. In development. Yeah. And this causes them to come across very immature. This one is really quite an interesting one, I must say. Mm -hmm. for, for me, when we were doing research and we were just doing prep, it really uh, caught my attention because we all have executive function and it just helps us on a daily basis making decisions, mm -hmm. um, I would say with our thoughts, feelings, yeah. everything. So it, it was really it, intriguing and it helps us to actually understand each other yeah. and it helps us to actually be productive daily yes. so it is quite a interesting one so we just get on to the symptoms again yeah. how do we see it because someone will say okay i'm a very productive person yeah. i make sure i go to school or go to work i come back so i'm productive what do you mean that i might have uh, executive function disorder yeah, it is quite interesting. And another thing that I just thought of now was, do you remember when we did the ADHD discussion? Mm. There was a lot of symptoms listed there, and this one was one of them. Yeah. And if we true. look at the, the depth of just this one, mm. it just makes you realize again the struggles that people have with yeah. these. Sure. Uh, you know, it's, mm. it's got a lot of heaviness to it. It is, it is. Yeah. So the symptoms of this is, uh, one of them is the cognitive process where mm. it, they are very impulsive, so um, it's linked to their response inhibition. So they're very impulsive. They their working memory yeah. is they struggle with working working memory. memory yeah, and their non especially which is working memory is divided into two: the non-verbal, a working memory, and yes. the verbal working memory. So the non-verbal will actually be. Actually, the pictures that they're able to process while they're looking at people, things, and the verbal one would be the information that they're receiving. So, which is normally temporary, that one that, for instance, a teacher would give an instruction that, okay, today we're going to be learning about uh, angles. 
let's open to page 34. And then that's the instruction. Yeah. And then the picture is what the teacher is saying that they, ha they have to be thinking about angles at that time or they're seeing angles on the board. And when they go to the page, and then they open page 24. And the teacher said, I said page 34. No, you said the, uh, yeah. 84. But it's because the processing of that information and the visual of that information, yeah. there was a, I would say, delay or something in their brain that has inhibited them to yeah. actually uh, process that. So it's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, that's right. And while with the cognitive processing, while we're talking about it, it also talks about long-term and short-term goals. So yes. they, they have to set their long-term goals. And I remember you mentioned something about it that they sometimes feel like, oh, I can't do it. They have to write an essay. Yes. Because it is, uh, I would say, a long-term goal in terms of how they could, the length of it, how big mm -hmm. it is, how, yeah. How we do oh, yes. it. This is quite fascinating because they um, usually the enthusiasm is there with mm. setting goals, but they usually set unrealistic goals for mm. themselves. And once they dive into the planning, they realize, oh, well, mm. this is not what I wanted to do. And the other one was um, they're also very impulsive when, with setting goals. Yeah, yeah that, that is quite fascinating. And we were talking about it that it also uh, affects their self-motivation because now if they're unable to uh, achieve their long-term mm. goals then they feel like they're failures they feel like they cannot do yes. anything and they're incompetent and yeah it, it really really uh, affects their emotional mm. regulation and it snowballs from there because mm. then they have this self-worth that is not good they're not good enough mm. you know they and they become insecure about things. Mm. It just it just snowballs from there. And then anxiety starts building up. So yeah. it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. And I, again, I'm thinking maybe it starts to be people's pleasers because they always yes. want to please the teacher because they know that they're always incapable of doing what they expected. And which that is one of the killers of the, especially the teenagers, yes. because that's where you just want to please everyone around you. Yeah. And what they're doing, they're, not, they're doing it feel better and be and I would say understand their self well when they get gratification and get praises where mm -hmm. else it shouldn't be like that. So it, it, it is see. really yeah, sad. And, that yeah. is. Okay, the next one would be self-awareness. Uh, self-awareness also touches on what we've spoken about right now, yeah. them understanding themselves and being people pleasers and all of yeah. that, it also touches on that because they are, they are not aware of themselves, of who they are. They are aware of themselves, what they are not and what they should be. Yeah. And for them, that causes also a feeling of failure, which mm -hmm. is touching on its emotional uh, regulation. And that's very dangerous once they reach that. Yeah, I mean, they already have these external struggles, and that's what follows now. Mm. As we spoke earlier on about the external mm. and the internal mm. struggles, it's already having this executive functioning disorder is a, and having to complete tasks mm. is already a struggle externally mm. as it is. Yeah. So along with that goes the internal struggles, mm. that sense of, oh, no, I can't do this, or am I going to get this right? Am I going to get into trouble? So all these thoughts go, go yeah. through their mind, you yeah. know, and it's... Yeah, it's yeah. having that emotional self-regulation. Yeah, yeah, it, it's quite really sad. And 
it, that's where you find kids having depression, anxiety, yeah. and also cutting themselves because of all of these things. And remember that all of this is happening, the things that are said about them. You're lazy, you're mm. naughty, you're not listening. All of these things, and that also confirms their thoughts, confirms their mm. feelings, and they start uh, actually thinking that yeah. they are unworthy. So we have to be very careful. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. With these students, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we they're must. special, and yeah. there's just a different way. We, luckily, there are ways to help with this. Yes. You know, there are tips and there are tricks which we're mm. going to next. Yeah. Before we do, there's one more thing. As yeah. you mentioned, the planning and organisation. Yeah. Those are those are also things and problem solving. Problem right? solving yeah. is another thing that they struggle with. Yeah, yeah. Something that you would expect them to solve easily, they will need validation mm -hmm. for you to say, yes, you can do this. And obviously that it, you get frustrated as a parent or as a teacher that oh, you could have done this. You don't need yeah. me to validate that. So it, it really becomes a problem with them also being proactive in yes. situations because they want validation constantly. Yes. They want to be told, yes, you can do that. Or they, want, they need to be reminded how to solve the problem, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I know that there are also students that they'll come in in the classroom and sit down. They see that they don't have their laptops out, they don't have their books. They'll actually wait for the teacher to come in and tell them that. Give them the instruction. Give them yeah. the instruction, you know. If they see on the board that the teacher is talking uh, about a slide that is not up, they'll just keep quiet and wait for the teacher, maybe after 10 minutes, if the teacher had said that, let's write this. And obviously that needs problem, problem yeah. skills solving that. Okay, the teacher said we must write about five goals. Yeah. And there are no goals on the board. Others have already went to their devices to find yeah. it, and they've started working, but they will just wait and sit there. Yeah. And the teacher said, no, they, there's no... And, and that's something they find really, really hard, which is exactly the part of the brain where... That whole thing where you go from goal setting to goal getting, mm. that's where the problem comes in. They don't know how to do that. They, they mm. don't know how to set goals, mm. how to think, because it's like a blur in their brains. Mm. They don't know what's coming, what's happening mm. at all. And the process of getting there, yes. that's one thing that it, it's, a, sometimes they do have a goal. They, like you, you mentioned about writing an essay, they know they, ha they have to write an yeah. essay, but they don't know how they will write it. They don't yeah. know how to start it. Yeah. And with older people that uh, or adults, they will struggle maybe starting writing an email. Yeah. How do I know what I want to write, but I don't know how to write it. How to or, start. How to start, yes. you know, yes. particularly. So it's how to get to the goal, the process of it, yeah. and having those steps with them and understanding yes. them. I'm already... Uh, touching on tips now. Yes, 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 which is linked to that. And there are some really nice tips. I actually watched a lovely YouTube video, which mm -hmm. we'll share in the end, uh, that has to do with, uh, it actually explains it in a form of an obstacle, having your start line, your obstacles that are lying ahead, and then a finish line. And this guy is actually, it's actually a guy that's, studied ADHD and he's a doctor he's got he's got a book out how to mm. coach ADHD and he explained that what you need to do is actually have a structure for these people that struggle with executive functioning is you have to have a structure for them and how to do this is a simple simple 
goal planning structure mm. where your start line is what is your goal. Mm. Then focusing on your finish line and then your second question is why this goal? Because if you say why and they explain why, that will give, give the motivation as mm. to why they're choosing this goal. And then the third thing was looking at what you're going to benefit by doing this goal mm. and what you're going to benefit if you don't do this goal. Then what is it going to cost you to complete this goal? And what is it going to, what are you going to lose by not completing this goal? Mm. So making, creating a visual for them and making them think further, which is mm. something they also struggle with, is thinking mm. of the consequences and not thinking of the consequences. What do you read from this? Making them think of those things helps them to set these goals. So this is a great structure to have. And then the last part is looking at the obstacles that lie ahead between mm. the finish and the start line because making them think of what issues or what obstacles may I face. Mm. And it's an if-then mm. scenario. So if this happens, then this is how I'm going to tackle mm. it. So that structure and making them think of that structure already helps them with the planning of okay. any goals. Sure, yeah. that, that is so it's incredible. Yeah. And I remember there's also a doctor, we'll put the video down in our description box, that spoke about context, that executive functioning, uh, kids would normally want context. For instance, they made this experiment that, um, so it was marshmallows. So they would get kids in a room and put a marshmallow, and then, <laughs> and then they will tell them that the context will be, don't eat this marshmallow because your other friends in the same group like you. So they'll give them T-shirts like you're in a group, you're in a green, uh, for instance, color. The T-shirt is green. You're in a green group. They all waited, and because they waited. They've got two marshmallows. So if you eat this one, then you don't get the other marshmallow. So the context comes in with motivation, motivating them yes. to do that. So then he, she will leave the, the room and come back later. And then obviously if they didn't eat the marshmallow, they will then get another marshmallow. They have two. Then That's they so hard eh? exactly. for them. <laughs> it's so hard. But most of them waited because of the context, the motivation, the yeah. motivation behind it, and seeing they they actually had pictures of another child wearing a green T-shirt and having two mm. um, marshmallows, and the one with the red T-shirt. That this is the group that did not wait; they got one. So obviously, as a child, you think, "Oh, oh I don't want one; I want two. But no. obviously, you have to wait. Yeah, and it's. The doctor was saying that it was interesting that now they've started finding things to distract themselves from eating it. Mm. And that would be inhibition of self-control, controlling their will at that time and their emotion and how they feel that time. They'll start singing. The other one literally will look away, start fiddling, not to look the marshmallow. No temptation. Like, no temptation. I'm waiting for the other one. And it was quite interesting yeah. that if the kids have context of what they're doing, then they're motivated more and they get to understand um, themselves and yeah. reach the goal that they have to, instead of saying, do your homework because you have to. Yeah. You know, so context does really matter and it's, it's quite important 
for us as teachers and parents to have that context and have those discussions with kids. Why do I go to school? Because they'll ask you, why should I do it? Why? The why generation. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing, but yeah. having a concrete because, because is a good idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because they can Google anything, yeah. what you say after that. Yeah. So you really have to have a good answer to that. And timers, yeah. they also can use timers for them. Uh, it worked well for my students that had ADHD and also exclusive dysfunction, which we would put a timer to say that, okay, for five minutes, we'll focus on this um, mm. a task. And then after five minutes, you have a one minute break. Yeah. And it really did help. Although there are pros and cons yeah. around timer. So obviously yeah. use it in caution. And charts, we spoke about them also on, yes. the, on our previous session of visual uh, maps that yes. it will really help them to lists, lists and visual to do, to do lists and the things that they need to do. It helps them to do their work. So, yeah. yeah and again, collaboration from mm -hmm. all the relevant participants, teachers, yeah. parents, professionals, that mm -hmm. all really helps as yeah. well. Yeah. Because it's not just at school, for mm -hmm. instance. Yeah. I mean, school is a big one, but I'm just using an example now. Mm -hmm. If a child has a chore chart at home, they need to be able to know where to start. Mm. Otherwise, it's, oh, where do I start cleaning up? Where do, what do I pack up first? So it's the same thing at home as well. So yeah. everything together mm. could make a big difference. And the routine also. Yes, yeah, Routine, they thrive on yes. routine because they know what to expect and yeah. they do them. It becomes religiously that I need to do this, 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 yes. this. So routine also really helps, especially at home and even at school. Yeah. Even if you have a routine in a class where you know that after they're sitting down, they know they have to take out their laptops or their yeah. books, they have to take out their pens, go to date, and yeah. 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 I know there's a fantastic teacher that I used to work with. He, she even had a song. For oh. a while, that, after they start coming in the class, then they'll start singing. And then, oh, that's nice. And all the kids will start singing. While they're singing, they're already taking Packing out. out. And, that's nice. And writing and yes. all of that. And it, it also helps. So it you use it, uh, I would say you use a method that will help for your kids. And, yeah. yeah. And sometimes when you do it like that, it helps the whole class and it helps them not to really feel secluded because yes. if you have only a routine of telling them that's so true hey? you know and then they they think oh i'm different why are you not telling they get embarrassed you know when yeah. they hit adolescence they become more aware so they do yeah. tend to get embarrassed like i don't want to i don't want to use mm -hmm. this tool because no other kids using it they so they do, do tend yeah. to so they can get that that's mm -hmm. amazing that they could get the whole class the to whole class to do that so in activities where you can get the whole class to do it well you know that you are helping them they definitely work mm -hmm. because I know kids, some of the kids that are older, they would not like having a learning support sitting next to them in the class because why are you sitting next to me? The rest of I the don't day. need help. I don't need help. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, one of the strategies I would do, I would tend to go to other kids in the class and then oh. they will think that I'm helping the rest of the class, but... That's a good way. Yeah, although it tends to be a bit tricky because yeah, sometimes... Course. You even, have to stay longer. Yeah, yeah, you have to stay longer with other kids and obviously that child that you're in that class would be a priority mm. according to the setup of the school 
maybe the NSA is paid yeah. or it's the school NSA. So, yeah, there is a fine line also in trying yes. to include them and making them understand that you're there to help them. It's so nice to see that teacher's perspective mm. on that because, I mean, I, it could really be challenging mm. to do all these things and get everything done in the time frame that you've been given. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. amazing. Right. I take my hat off because, honestly, we thank teachers like you guys. Yeah. Honestly. Thank you. You're being such so a big difference. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you are an amazing parent. Parents like you, they really help us a lot because with your information and how you support your, your Brendan and other parents that support their kids, it really makes mm. it easier for us because if parents are aware of what their kids are going through, and we are we we are able to form a team and help them to achieve and thrive. Mm, yeah. That's true. That's a wrap for today, guys. It was really, really a wonderful and a informative talk today. Um, it was really an informative talk. Honestly, personally, I've learned quite a lot as a teacher and as a mother. Also, I truly, truly appreciate this talk. And we have. YouTube videos, links, and more information down below. Please check them out for more information that would really help you. And thank you for tuning in. See you next week.